TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back to the show. Um, We talked about this yesterday. Got a lot of calls on this yesterday. Governor Lamont wants to uh, further restrict gun rights in Connecticut, banning open carry, which is just an ill-conceived concept. But let's hear it from someone who knows more about it than I do, state representative in in our part of the world, on Wallingford, uh, Craig Fishbein. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will, you must have such a, a listening audience. I got calls all day yesterday. Where were you? How come you were having a show? <laughs> my, my bad. It was totally my bad. I apologize, no uh, for, but, but you're here today. You know, there's so much to talk about here, and I get so upset about it because all of these things, you know, I, I believe Democrats, progressive, they're, they're incrementalists, and so they keep nibbling around the edges. I talked about the, sh- the back-to-back shootings in California. California has some of the most restricted gun laws in the country. Nothing that's ever offered uh, 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 on, on further, you know, quote-unquote common-sense gun laws would have stopped those shootings. And that's generally the case because the laws only are obeyed by law-abiding citizens. So the people that do these mass shootings, they're never, they're never stable law-abiding citizens. They're always unstable, if not demonic people, who are out to hurt and, and maim and destroy. So I, every, every time I hear a new set of, of common sense gun proposals, I, I, I just I have to shake my head because it makes no sense. But what is it the governor wants to do now here in Connecticut to further restrict gun rights? Well, you, you, you know, you mentioned the open carry um, situation. You know, um, it, it appears that the governor's being driven by outside forces. You know, it isn't like in Connecticut you're seeing all these people openly carrying and people calling the police and people being scared. Um, you know, I, I see no need for it. And it certainly it doesn't address the rampant uh, gun crimes that we see happening in the cities. Right. Um, you know, it's not addressing the problem, you know, and the, you know, the mayor, um, the governor comes out there surrounded by chiefs from yeah. uh, chiefs and mayors from the big cities yeah. And, you know, is open carry an issue? In fact, 
I believe at the press conference they spoke about an incident in Bridgeport where uh, a gentleman was allegedly flashing his, his firearm around and people were scared. Um, you know, that was a position that was taken by Chief Perez, uh, who I, I believe Chief Perez, he's in federal prison right now, right? I um I, I believe so. Um, he got caught up in the, the contracting situation down there. Uh, you know, he claimed that that had gone on. And, and, and we got the video, actually, of what had happened there. And the, the gentleman was standing there cool and calm and, you know, firearm was on his hip. He, he wasn't threatening anybody. So they just embellished that. Um, you know, as you talk about incremental, I think the what they're looking to do there is you have someone so you would make everyone conceal carry yeah um and now if somebody you know uh happened to you know i was at the carnival here at holy trinity church here in wallingford one one time and, and a guy went to put his child up on the uh on one of the you know the, the rides yeah, yeah. and his 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 shirt happened to, sure. to come up sure. and i saw the firearm right mm -hmm. so they they would make that be unlawful right um that just doesn't make make sense and doesn't I, address I that know, i i was born and raised in connecticut i've spent my whole life here i'm telling you i can count when, when i think how many times have i seen somebody in connecticut open carry i'm going to tell you other than if it's a gun show other than if it's I, again even if that I can't remember five times in my entire life that I've ever seen somebody carrying a, a firearm openly. I I don't. What's the what is the problem? I mean, we're, we're trying to fix something that's not a problem here. And again, yeah, and, I, and, I, good. I mean, some of the other you know fixing the problem. You know, he, he tries to go after the straw purchases situation. Right, right. You know, to prevent bulk purchases of firearms. Well, you know, we already have laws in place mm -hmm. that pro ostensibly protect from straw And just understand, straw purchase is where you go into a gun store mm -hmm. and you purchase a firearm, but it's not really for you, it's for mm -hmm. someone else. Right. Well, right. question number one on the federal form is, are you buying this gun for someone else, right? <laughs> or, or are you buying this gun for yourself is actually what the question right. says. So, right. so if you answer no to that question, the gun store can't sell you the firearm, Okay. So if you went in there with the intent to purchase to convey to someone else and you lied on the form, that's a felony. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. um, in addition to that, you know, the, the governor with straw purchases, um, the claim that people are stating that their gun was lost or stolen. There's already a law. I think it right. went into place in right. 2009. It says mm -hmm. that within 72 hours of. You, your gun being lost or stolen, or you should have known your gun was lost or stolen, you're supposed to call your local police. Right, and, right. And, and, the, and the first occasion is an infraction. Mm -hmm. Any subsequent are felonies. Yeah. So I, I, want, I want to see one case that this is an issue and that as a result of that, it is necessary to ban bulk purchases. Because yeah. I don't know of any. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, we've got things in place. Like I had a call yesterday, and a guy claimed he was not anti-gun, and maybe he's not, but he's he's talking about all these guys. I said, wait a minute, what are you talking about? He goes, well, background checks. I said, you know what? I agree. Everybody that's going to buy a firearm should have a background check. Well, you don't have to in Texas. I said, well, in Texas, you should change the law. I don't know where you have to or you don't have to. But in Connecticut, in Connecticut, you have to have a background check. In Connecticut, there's a, am I correct, two-day waiting period still? 
No. So uh, it's actually a much longer waiting period than that. Well, uh, you cannot purchase. You can't purchase. You used to be able to purchase on a hunting license, and there was a uh, I think it was fourteen day waiting period at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can't purchase without a handgun eligibility certificate, a long gun eligibility certificate, or a pistol <laughs> permit, and those take those take months. months okay. Right. Yeah. So supposed and, to take, and not, they're supposed to take six weeks, right, to get a pistol permit. Is it six weeks? No. And and no? and and you, you're gonna no. So the cities, um, it, it takes about six to eight months on average to hear on a pistol permit. Uh, but let's talk about Texas just for a moment, because okay. I own I own a house in Texas. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And I was down. I wanted to buy a handgun for my house. Couldn't buy one. Even though Texas Texas recognizes my carry permit, yeah, I, I I am not a resident of Texas, and therefore I could not just go down. Now I, I could buy a long gun, yeah. because I proved to them that I was not a prohibited person. Mm-hmm. So when these people, you know, say, "Well, in Texas, you know, it's it's a you know, people are wild and stuff," it's just not true, right? Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, another area here is the ghost gun situation. Um, you know, it's already unlawful for someone who is a prohibited person to be in possession of any implement that can fire a bullet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you create a ghost gun and you are a prohibited person, you are committing a felony, okay? At, at the point that you go to transfer that firearm to someone else, that requires approval by the state police. Mm-hmm. So those things are already unlawful, right? But right. you know, the governor likes to throw out that term, you know, "ghost gun." It's 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 a cute phrase, <laughs> um, and that's about it. Yeah. But we got to know the law, um, and, and you will be hearing that uh, yesterday in the Judiciary Committee, we did approve um, a bill to at least vote to draft, and we'll be having a public hearing on it. It's called codifying an individual's right to own, possess, and carry a firearm. That's my bill. And I'm going to be proposing some, some things to But isn't you know, it already codified the in the here. United States Constitution? Okay. Well, not only in the United States Constitution, Pastor, but it's also in the Connecticut Constitution. I, a lot of people don't know that. Article 1, Section 15 says that every citizen has a right to bear arms in defense of himself and the state. Wow. A lot clearer than the Second Amendment, huh? Well, I got um, I got so much static yesterday from from people who listen uh, because I made the statement that over the weekend, uh, Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz was brutally beaten by a gang of teenagers when he was trying to defend or intervene on behalf of an elderly man who was also on the subway. They were trying to light his hair on fire. This elderly man. Mm. Adam, a younger man, 30-something, six years old, tried to intervene, and the gang, like a pack of wolves, immediately turned on him and beat him mercilessly. And I said, Mm. that's a reason why people should have better access to carry guns in New York City, because there's not enough police. There's certainly not enough police on subways. And, oh, my gosh, you think I would I should I took the cross off the steep. Oh, you call yourself a Christian. Rah, 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 rah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nobody ever said we're just going to supposed to stand there and get beaten senseless or killed or have our family harmed. And, and then that gets into the conversation about magazine capacity. 
Who gets, to, I hate it when they arbitrarily decide, oh, you know, you should have no more than 10 rounds or eight rounds or nine rounds. Who decides that? Most of the time, people that have never shot a firearm before. It's just, it's just, oh, agreed. it's insane. Yeah. I mean, now the, the, the Connecticut law, correct me if I'm wrong, Connecticut law, when I, when I get, let me pull it out of my pocket. I'm looking at it right now. When I look at my state of Connecticut permit that allows me to possess and carry a firearm, uh, I want to see, I just want to see something here. Here it is. Come out of there. All right. So, uh, state permit to carry uh, pistols and revolvers. Does does not that permit? Um, we're talking with state representative Craig Fishbine. Does that permit not allow me to carry the gun either in a concealed fashion or in open fashion? Is that not the law? With this our, our law is our law is silent as to the form of carry, okay. but certainly the legislature has within its power the ability to constrain that. Um, mm -hmm. but that, you know, right now it's silent. Yeah. But, but um, once again, most, most people, I'd say 99% of the people in Connecticut can still carry anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again I, I, I can count on one hand. Maybe if I need one hand, to, the number of times I've seen open carry in, in my day. Um, so, I mean, is this, is this what I fear it is? Is this the governor incrementally biting away at gun rights because like Chris Murphy, like Richard Blumenthal, like Chuck Summer, their their desire really is to eliminate private gun ownership. But they know they can't say it because there'd be way too much pushback. So they keep introducing these little bills where they, they chew away at the edges, realizing that eventually, uh, eventually they're going to they're gonna get their way. Am I, am I over-dramatizing things or, or do you think there's, there's validity in that argument? No, and, and, you know, I think we've discussed about before that I used to be an anti-gun Democrat, and I, I know, you know, I used to hate guns and think that nobody should own them, and I used to be one of those people looking for those incremental, you know, reductions in the ability to possess. Mm -hmm. So I know how those people operate, um, you know. What made I, you change, Craig? What made you change? Um, I actually represented the owner of a sh uh, of a shooting range. Um, was going through some difficult times, and uh, he got me involved with shooters and shooting. You know, little by little. I, I remember the first time we met in my office, and I was like, "What do you mean you allow people to shoot firearms on your property? That's mm -hmm. nuts!" Mm -hmm. You know. Right. <laughs> And over time, I've learned, and then I had a couple of divorces where I uh, represented the women of police officers, and unfortunately, my wife and I were threatened in the course of those cases, and I was, and she was defenseless. Um, and I went and got a permit and got involved. Okay, okay. So, I mean, it, just, it was just exposure, knowledge, understanding, and then need that that got you to 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 where you're at today as opposed to being an anti-gun democrat yeah education I, I admit i was naive i was ignorant um i didn't know you know connecticut culture is well in the way i was born uh, the, what i was taught was 
there's three kinds of people in this world that have guns. It's cops, criminals, and people that want to be criminals. I, I, I didn't oh, learn man. as a child. Oh, right? Wow. That's Connecticut culture for the most wow. part. I didn't wow. learn as a child that, you know, lawful people could safely own firearms. And, and should you know? safely own firearms, as is their right to do so. I mean, yeah. it, it's just crazy because, again, the argument is, uh, we need to have all these common sense gun laws to stop mass shootings. The reality is mass shootings are not done by law-abiding citizens. Mass shootings are not done by licensed people carrying firearms. Law- mass shootings are carried out by unstable, if not demonic, people who just want to maim, kill, and destroy. So none of these laws really would have any impact at all on reduction of mass shootings. And if it was so important, if you cared so much about it, why don't you, why doesn't the federal government, why don't, why don't we hear more talk about Chicago? Why don't we hear more talk about New Orleans? Why don't we talk about more, where there's more killings in any weekend in those three cities than there are in the rest of the country? Why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't, why aren't we focusing on the places where we should? Now, I, I think part of the problem is um, that when we talk about keeping guns out of the hands of, unstable people you bring up the potential of red flag laws this guy that did the killing over the weekend in in california had a history of violence had a had a history of workplace threatenings um so how do how do we fix that craig how do how how are we able to keep guns out of the hands of people like the killer on on sunday in california well we we in Connecticut, and I, I don't know much about California law, but in Connecticut, we have many provisions by which one can call the police. Uh, and I'll tell you, um, risk protection orders, RPOs, mm-hmm. um, over the last two years, there have been uh, uh, more of them filed uh, by police than any time prior there too. I, in fact, I got a call from somebody the other day who, um, it was a 15 year old, said something bad at school. And under our law, the police were required to apply for a risk protection order. And what does a risk protection order do? It prevents that individual, this piece of paper saying that, that individual cannot purchase or possess a firearm. Well, a 15 year old already can't do that. <laughs> So, so we're over over papering the process here. Um, I think we have more protections than anywhere else to prevent that from potentially happening. Yeah. So, but yeah. you know, things do happen. With you know, people drive. You know, a, what was it in New York? Uh, somebody drove a pickup truck on on a sidewalk and took mm. out a bunch of people. You sure. know. There was there was mental health issues there too. That person couldn't go buy a firearm, but but they were able well, to perpetrate a crime and kill people. Again, that's the challenge, right? You can't legislate uh, evil or crazy. It doesn't matter what law you're. They're going to find a way. If it's not a gun, it's it's a machete or it's a car or it's something else. I mean, here here's an interesting statistic. Uh, it flashed up on my screen that. Uh, in January, in the January, there have been 69 people killed in mass shootings. Well, 20 of those almost were California in two events. But in Chicago, in Chicago, already this year, 26 people were killed by handguns. 20, now, those people that were killed by handguns were not killed by uh, police, were not killed by legal law-abiding citizens. They were killed by criminals. And, and you can enact all the laws you want. 
it's not going to stop the criminals, A, from getting guns. It's not going to stop criminals, B, from shooting people. I, I don't know how, how much simpler it needs to be than that. And that's part of the problem, too. You know, the perception of gun violence, you know, they skew the numbers. For instance, gun suicides are thrown into the gun violence mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not... I mean, that's not how you and I think of gun no. violence. I think of one person shooting another person, right? right, right. <laughs> well, so you know, the, impl- the implement is the violence there, uh, and that's the perception. Uh, I got another, another hate email, and, and how could you possibly support guns in America? They kill so many people. My answer is simple. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. I mean, it's a cliche, and it's been around, but that's the absolute gospel truth. The gun, you leave the gun on the table all day, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to attack anybody. But you put it in the hand of someone who's intending to do evil, then then bad things can happen. When you can figure out how to stop evil people, then you'll figure out how to stop gun violence. But but the answer oh, from the progressive left is just take all guns away. Don't have guns at all. And then and then who are, who's being penalized? The law-abiding citizens, the people like us. So it's just... Um, how far is this stuff going to go? Do you think, uh, uh, Craig, and legislature? We don't Republicans don't obviously do much about anything. Uh, you know, you never know. I mean, there's essentially three large gun bills um, that we're going to have a public hearing on. You know, I, I'm I'm going to be mandating that um, the towns, if they don't deny a permit within eight weeks, that they are ordered to issue it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, law-abiding people months? are trying to, yeah, mo- yeah, months, yeah. Law-abiding people are trying to protect themselves from, you know, the violence in the cities, mm-hmm. and they're being prevented from even being able to apply for a permit. Try try and go apply in, in New Haven, for instance. They'll tell you to come back in April just to apply. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. All right, listen, we got to get going. Thank you so much. Uh, keep up the good work. Appreciate the, what you do for us. Craig Fishbein, uh, state rep, um, very, very grateful for your time today, Craig. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to uh, take a break commercial. And then at 1035, Jazz Shaw, weekend editor, hotair.com. We've got some great stuff to talk about. Um, it's going to be exciting. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... 
two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back, 1041 Thursday, Thursday um, last segment, generally, our tradition, Jazz Shaw, weekend editor of hotair.com, where I go every day for my news and commentary and preparation for radio and just checking out and see what's going on. You should go there too, hotair.com. Let's welcome Jazz Shaw back. Hey, Jazz. Brother Will, how's it going, my friend? Oh man, it is fast and furious. I'm telling you. I don't. I don't know. You know, because you're in it all the time. There's just so much stuff going on constantly. It's hard to know what to talk about. I, had, I, I, <laughs> I hear you. I, I had a laugh though yesterday. I said, you know, and then I put this on, on Twitter. Joe Biden, you know, breaking news. The best way to dis- distract the American people from my document scandal is to send 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. I mean, this guy was completely not for it. Did not want to do it. You know, wouldn't wouldn't agree to send, and now all of a sudden, thirty one of them were sending over there. That's a pretty big turnaround. I'm not sure what. Again, unless it's just distraction purposes, I'm not sure why we're doing it. Well, if uh, you and your listeners stop by Hot Air at uh, around twelve thirty today, yes, I have an article coming up that I already oh. wrote just on that topic. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's I pretty amazing it. to me. <laughs> They they yeah. gave some very good reasons why we shouldn't send the tanks, and they yeah. and they actually were good reasons. Yeah. They had yeah. three very specific reasons, and you know what's changed between then and now? Yeah, nothing. Well, those are still can... very good reasons not <laughs> to send the tanks. Yeah, no, I I mean these guys are so you know they're so predictable. It's so it's it's laughable the stuff that I see it comes out. I'll be like watching Fox or something. And it comes on. I go. I knew that was going to happen. That's a like. That's not a surprise. I. I, I mean, you can really, you can really see what they're doing and, and have a, a, a chance to kind of comb through it. And anyway, uh, this this you posted this a uh, couple days ago. So funny. Oh, so it was Biden's strategy to have the FBI search the house. So uh, is this apparently his his attorneys invited the FBI to come in and do the thirteen hour search of his of his home in Maryland. Yeah, they, they basically asked them to. They weren't even planning on coming. They, they were just like, oh, documents, no big deal. Oh, all right, I guess we'll come look. And then they find a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. You know, after the lawyers have been searching the house for weeks, it's, how did they miss that? Or was it intentional? <laughs> you know, it, it's very strange. I'd love to have some of those answers. But, I mean, you look at the contrast between how they treated form, a former president of the United States, bringing the SWAT team in, Coming unannounced, un- uninvited, not only going through papers and documents, but going through Melania's wardrobe versus, yes. <laughs> right? Versus this thing. This, first of all, he had his lawyers who aren't even, are not even certified to look at classified. They went through everything. They searched everything. Then they called the FBI and, oh, wonder why. Because I think they scrubbed the documents. That's my opinion. But it's it just, it's hard to imagine that that this is the same government. How differently they handled Trump's document situation, and and how they're handling the Biden situation. Well, 
it, it is markedly different, and you're also seeing that same difference with Mike Pence now because yeah. for some reason his lawyers found some documents at his house. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they weren't going through Jill Biden's underwear drawer you know, or, or anything like that. But you're not the only person to suspect there was a bit of scrubbing going on. It seems to me, and I, I wrote about it in, in just those terms, that once the documents were discovered at Penn, then the jig was up. It was too late. Right. So right. they had to get control into the situation. Oh, there's probably more documents, and somebody might start looking if we don't look first, and we better go through them. And if there's anything in there about Burisma or Ukraine or China, right. Right. we better burn those, but we'll leave the rest up and say, look how cooperative we're being. We're, we're turning over more documents on our own without you having to raid us. It, it's, all, it's all PR, man. That's why the, the, the Biden lawyers were trying out their new solar-powered paper shredder because they wanted to make sure that they, they, had, they had the ability to get rid of the stuff that was really hot and troublesome <coughs> while, while exactly. leaving the documents, the classified documents are about Switzerland alone. Um, Shred before burning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, and then I, I almost feel bad for the White House press secretary. Um, she she's getting pummeled every single day, and not just by Fox guys, by 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 regular mainstream people. And I would I would like to get paid a dollar for every time she said the word prudent, or 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 the phrase I'm not going to get ahead of, or I refer you to the White House Counsel, I refer you to. I mean, it, it's almost like she's taking a Fifth Amendment every every other question. It's crazy. Oh yeah, after violating the Hyde Amendment numerous times. Yeah. She now turns around and says, well, I'm subject to the Hyde Amendment, yeah. you know, or whichever <laughs> one it was. And, uh, yeah, she, she's uh, she's got some greatest hits of videos out there that people have compiled that are just hilarious you go, if you haven't watched them. So. Oh, boy. It's just, uh, it's just crazy. All right, let's move on. Um, this, this is a hot-button issue for me. And and it, it's getting it's getting worse and worse in in certain states, and it's this was posted also a couple of days ago. Um, should should schools have to tell parents? Should parents have to be notified about their their child's gender confusion and or gender change, name change? I I, I mean it's just it, it's out of hand. I I don't know how these people can get away with this stuff. Here in Connecticut, we don't want to have parental notification. I guess it's over 12 to get vaccinated. Um, what is going on here? The, the parents are just getting steamrolled at every corner. Oh, yeah, they, they don't believe in parental rights. I, I know you and I have discussed this in the past, but it certainly bears repeating. Um, I, I really do see this as a symptom of a larger I don't want to say plot, but theory inside of the liberal establishment that children really aren't, you know, under the control of the parents. They shouldn't be. They should be under control of the state. Mm -hmm. And the state's just nice enough to let the parents see them when they go home after school or on the weekends. But other than that, they, they should make the final decisions because apparently parents don't know enough to raise their own children, to follow their own values or anything like that particularly when those values conflict with the Democratic Party agenda. And that, that's what we're seeing. And it's being codified into law, uh, particularly in California. They passed the worst law out there. It mm. makes it almost illegal to talk to your own children about if there's something going on. You know, and it, no, you're right. It's, it's completely insane. Well, you talked about New York Times story in this, this Bradshaw family and the, the girl at question – 
had been diagnosed with a number of emotional disorders. And, and yet we think that she, at, at that age, with the, the instability there, she's able to make these kind of life-changing gender care decisions. I mean, right. is, is no one paying attention to this stuff? Well, we are, but <laughs> the, the, much of the media does not like talking about it. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, that woman's daughter was diagnosed as being on the spectrum. She was uh, at least partially autistic. She had severe anxiety and depression, and she was really having trouble coping. Right. And that sounds like just the kind of person that if somebody came up inside the school system and whispered in their ear and said, you know, this could all be better if you were a boy, you know, well, that's probably exactly the kid that would be, really? Yeah. Okay, we, we should try that, you know, and having no idea what they're doing. And at her age... She's not allowed to legally make a decision to get a tattoo. If she got a tattoo, they would throw the tattoo artist in jail. But she can decide this? Uh, no. <laughs> the, the real victim here is that girl, right. more so than the parents. Right. Well, and, and to, to, to that point, there's, uh, we're trying to get a girl to come and speak uh, here uh, our, at our church uh, from California. And she was 13 years old and was confused with gender dysphoria and uh, was given, uh, without parental consent, was given hormone blockers, testosterone treatment. And then at 15, the school finally bellied up to the parents and said, hey, you know, we've got a real problem with your daughter here. Um, she, you know, she's, she's going to be suicidal over her, her uh, gender issue. And so we're telling you she needs to get a double mastectomy. And uh, your choice is either allow the surgery or she's going to kill herself. So the parents, of course, went along and, and had. So now, now the girl's nineteen, twenty, coming out of the gender confusion fog, and realizing that, hey, 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 I'm a girl, I'm not a boy, and I want to have a family, and I want to have kids. Now she's going to the country talking about how the people she should have been able to trust, school administrators, teachers at thirteen, lied to her, and and damaged her body chemically, and and maimed her physically, and and her life may never be the same. And, and this is the result of, of school school Nazis thinking they have more say and more control over the children than the parents do. And in too many cases, they actually do. And if that poor young girl is like so many of the other ones that we have read about and seen interviews with, um, they may not have, I, I take it they didn't give her the full hysterectomy, but all of those hormones that they give them over a long period of time, she's probably infertile. She'll probably right. never be they able to have children. Even if they did, right, exactly. And and the problem for the gender folks, the gender confusion, gender dysphoria folks, is that this list of detransitioning people is growing. And there's it's going to get to a point where they're just not going to be able to ignore them anymore. And I, and I hope common sense Americans are listening to these stories going, yeah, this doesn't make sense. You should, if you have a child, that you should have to, as a parent, you should have to not only be informed, you should have to give consent or or not of, of whether or not they're going to start giving hormone treatments or, or God forbid, surgery. I mean, it, it's it's beyond the pale at this point how crazy, how crazy and controlling school boards are getting. School, school, and, school and it's not just children, by the way. It, it's adults, too. Right. Uh, right. Chris Pratt, the former Navy SEAL, Mm -hmm. uh, who detransitioned after 10 years, he's been going around and giving lectures and talking to people, trying to get people to listen and saying, look, I went through hell for 10 years. My body is destroyed. I used to be 
a special forces guy and my body is completely wrecked forever, you know. And so far, nobody except Fox News has given him an interview. He's asked to go on CNN. They won't interview him. He's asked to go on NBC News. They won't interview him. So, nope. a lot of people don't know about this because they're not following it the way we are. Mm-hmm. And then I hear yesterday at AT&T, the parent of DirecTV has ghosted Newsmax. Not going to let me mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable what these guys are doing in terms of invading and trampling free speech. All right, listen, last uh, last uh, article before we have to go here. Um, illegal immigrants looting in New York City. Tell me it's not true. Really? <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Um, yeah, they were sending busloads of illegal migrants to New York City, along with pretty much everywhere else in the country. But uh, four of them, I guess, didn't like the conditions at the hotel they've been put up at for free <laughs> with free food. And they wanted some extra cash, so they went and looted something like $12,000 worth of stuff uh, from a store and then hopped into their stolen car and were heading back to uh, downtown Manhattan to their hotel when the police apprehended them. And they were immediately released. Just immediately, they turned around and cut them loose. They, you know, Fortunately, they took the stuff back from them, but they probably just went back the next day and did it again and didn't get caught. But, yeah, they're uh, they're they're locking up. Anybody they can find who says anything that disagrees with the current administration's agenda, but illegal migrants that are stealing, it's literally grand theft, you know, at that level. And they check them in and they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. Well, run along, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went, I went, I got a lot of hate mail the other day over this story uh, right in New York, in New York City. The Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz. Seems like a decent guy to me, 36 years old, was on a subway coming home late after watching a game at a friend's house or bar, wherever he was, and there was a group, a gang of teenagers, 16, 17-year-olds, that were harassing an elderly man, in fact, trying to light his hair on fire. Did light his hair on fire. Did light his hair on fire. Adam, you know, tried to stop it. They Like a pack of wolves, they turned on Adam. They beat him mercilessly. Only three got arrested, and they released them within hours. And yep. so I said, this is why you should have to be, there should be an easier way to carry a firearm in New York City than their current law allows. And that, and maybe that could have might, have, might have changed the situation. Well, the hate mail I got from that, oh my gosh. It, it was, <laughs> and you call yourself. Why, why would anyone object to you reporting on that story? Are you being unfair to the gang? Because or? I said that it should be easier to carry a firearm in New York. As if to say, oh. why, would you shoot the kids? Darn straight. Seven against exactly. one and threatening your life? Come on. And and they beat that guy mercilessly. Oh, I, I, I saw, saw an the interview with I, him. It was sickening. Uh. Yeah, he, he but he was actually he was kinda of proud of it. He was sticking his face right up in the camera. He goes, Yeah, yeah. they got me good here and here, but yeah. I got them pretty good too. Yeah. You know. I, I <laughs> if he'd had a gun, they'd have been dead. Well, and again, what was that thing that happened years ago? Who was the guy in the subway that, that shot the, the muggers and Oh, right, yeah. Remember I'm talking about? Oh, oh, was, I know who you're talking about. It, it was 20 years ago, at least, wasn't it? Um, yep. But again, I mean, there's just not enough police. There's not enough police, and there's certainly not enough police on the subways. I, I, would, I would immediately make it, make people uh, allowed to carry firearms in New York. You know, as it is now, you got to basically prove that there's a, a murderer chasing you every day to be able to qualify to carry a firearm in, in New York City. It's unbelievable. 
Yeah, but back then, the, the one you're talking about from the 90s, at least there was still some common sense in the system yeah, because well, they did send that guy to trial, but he but he was released. He, he was yeah, exonerated. Right, right, exonerated, right. What was his name? But then the left was chasing him for years. He was made into, he was just yeah. demonized. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, again, I got the hate mail I got yesterday. People either sending e- emails to the station or sending directly to me. I give out my email every day on the air, and so people... That, that might do it. All right, hey, listen, Jazz, we're uh, we're we're out of time. Thank you so much. We'll be looking forward to your your next round of offerings, and uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Anytime, buddy. Take care. All right, here we go. Uh, that's it for Jazz. That's it for us. We are out of time. Matt, thank you. Joey, earlier, thank you so much. Uh, 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 Chris Healy, thanks for coming on today. Craig Fishbein, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Jazz Shaw, we'll have open phone lines for the day tomorrow. So if you wanted to, if you didn't get a call in today, we had an unusual number of, of, of pre, pre-scheduled guests today. But tomorrow, open phone lines for the entire show. Maybe maybe make it first time caller Friday. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, it's going to be a good day. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. I love you. Stay warm. Stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.